Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth in the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders who are taking what the market gives and then some. We feature leaders of teams who are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and creating life-changing years for the people they lead. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United, part of the Jepson Performance Group. Video segments of this and other episodes of the podcast can be found at Sales Leadership United, hosted on Patreon. Think of Sales Leadership United like a Home Depot for sales leaders. It's a comprehensive resource for sales leaders with over 100 hours of tools, training, and insights sorted and tagged into every category you might need to help you become an elite sales leader. A private podcast, sales leadership training, sales meeting insights, video insights, and much more are waiting for you to check out at Sales Leadership United. Don't reinvent sales leadership. Tap into proven tools and techniques used by many of today's most successful sales leaders and check out Sales Leadership United today. Now, get ready for some serious insights from this week's sales leader who's making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello, and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. We've been on a roll all of 2022 with some of our very best guests ever. The show is growing faster than it ever has. The downloads are flying. It's, it's been so humbling and exciting all at the same time. And today's guest, well, all this is going to do is help us go up another notch. If you can't tell, I am pumped to welcome Daniel Disney to our show today. Now, Daniel's one of the top LinkedIn experts in the world. Daniel helps salespeople and sales teams worldwide learn to use LinkedIn and digital sales tools to create revenue-generating machines you can count on. Daniel's mission is to help sales leaders build teams that sell more with LinkedIn, more leads, more revenue, more customers, and more business. And listen, he has cracked the code on how to do this, and that's one of the reasons I'm so pumped to have him today. But because he's so good at what he does, Daniel's become a highly sought-after speaker. He's been ranked as the most influential sales expert on LinkedIn for 2019, 2020, 2021. He's an expert who's trained over 1,500 salespeople worldwide and the best-selling author of the Ultimate LinkedIn Sales Guide. Now, here's what's so cool about that. When he released it, it rose to the Amazon number one best-selling status in less than 24 hours after being released which is nuts. That's bananas. So I'm really excited to have Daniel join our show at long last. I look forward to an insightful conversation that every single sales leader is going to benefit from. Daniel, welcome to the show. And thank you so much for joining us. Oh, Rob, thank you so much for having me. I have been looking forward to this so much. I was just saying, I've been following you for years. You were influential when I was working in sales and I cannot wait to chat all things LinkedIn, sales, social selling, sales leadership, the lot. So thank you for having me. Uh, I feel honored that you join us. You have done some amazing work. Um, Seriously, this is going to be one of, we've never done a show just on this topic before, and it's because we never talked to you. And, uh, and so I'm excited to have you here. So, so let's just get into it. Shall we? Let's go for it. Okay. Why don't you start by introducing yourself and and what you do for your customers? A lot of people will already know who you are, but there may be some people because our show's grown so much that, that will, will love to hear who you are. Tell us what, who you are and what, what you do for your customers right now. 
Yeah, of course, Rob. So as you've said, my name is Daniel Disney. I am not related to Walt Disney, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> um, I'm the guy companies hire when they want their sales team to start using LinkedIn and social selling properly to start generating real results. My background is sales, Rob. I've worked in sales my entire working life. So I bring a different angle to what a lot of LinkedIn trainers bring who tend to come from a marketing background. I am sales through and through. I am a, a hunter, a prospector. I cut my teeth making cold calls, knocking on doors. And what I've been able to learn how to do is use LinkedIn in so many different ways with a salesperson's mindset. So that's what I do. That's what I'm hired to do. And that's what I absolutely love doing. I love it. That's super clear. And and, and I think our sales leaders right now are perking up saying, I see why you're here now. Okay. But you said that you started as a salesperson. You're right. There are a lot of people that want to sh- Tell, you know, share LinkedIn as from the marketer's perspective. I love that you have the salesperson's perspective. Uh, and it's a huge differentiator. How'd you get started in sales? Like w- one of the reasons I ask is uh, I coach, like you said, you're the guy that gets hired when, when people want to get better at LinkedIn. I'm the guy that gets hired when someone says, I want to teach my leaders how to coach. And, um, and when I've worked with these people all around the world, I always ask them, how'd you get started in sales? I'm still looking. It's like rare. I have like two people that said, I grew up wanting to be in sales. Most people fell into sales. What's your story? How'd you get into sales? It's, it's kind of the same thing. I, I fell into it, Rob. I um, got my first job at 16 years old, working at a DIY store here in the UK, uh, just a checkout person. And then within a couple of weeks, the sales manager who did the kitchen design department saw some potential in me, said, do you want to come and give this a try? And it was love at first sight. As soon as I started selling, I absolutely adored it. And that was the start of my career in sales and I never looked back. But before then, Rob, as most people, you and I meet, sales wasn't on my radar. You know, when I was right. a kid growing up, I wanted to be everything most kids wanted to be. I wish I had known how great sales was when I was younger. So well said, man. Thank you for sharing that. Now you can start seeing a few schools are offering sales degrees. And I think that the profession has continued to elevate it. And it's a lot of it comes from guys like you, professionals like you that are helping elevate the profession. So thank you for that. So let's, let's talk about LinkedIn for a minute. That's, you know, the people that are in sales leadership United that will get the videos clips of this, they'll see the books behind you and, and, uh, and, and the ultimate LinkedIn guide. And, and you've done a great job cracking that code. I want to just start at a higher level though, LinkedIn. You know, should that matter to a sales leader? Should that matter to a salesperson? And, and what's your point of view on that? There is a single answer to that, Rob. And that is if some, if any, even if just one of your prospects or customers is using LinkedIn, and for most people probably watching or listening to this, it won't be one or a few. It will be a lot of your a prospects. Lot, yeah. If they are using LinkedIn, then as a company, as a salesperson, as a sales leader or team, you should be using it too. It is like, a, it's a hall. Imagine this big hall. All of your prospects and customers that are using it, they're in there. Why wouldn't you want to go into that hall, into that room and talk to them? What LinkedIn does is create so many ways you can engage with them. So the only sort of real answer to that is if your prospects and customers are using it, then yes, you should be using it too. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it's a tool. Like I remember back like so between you and me, I'm the senior citizen in our relationship. But I remember back when I was in college, man, um, or uni. I, uh, I, I remember we had to take these basic courses like in Microsoft Excel and Microsoft Word. We had, that was like a 
part of coming out. It's like like table stakes. You had to understand it. You had to use. Now they're teaching classes in in the university level on LinkedIn. That they're teaching them. It's it's a it's a non negotiable. You need to at least have a profile and and learn how to use some of these basic things. And I, I think it maybe it was almost like a laughable way for me to start it, but. A lot of sales leaders hit me up. Like I get this asked all the time. People will come to me and say, Rob, do you have any like tips on LinkedIn or should I be training people on LinkedIn or whatever? They ask me questions this time. I always point them to you, by the way. I always say, go get that book, go connect with that dude. He's way better at it than me. Um, so, so let's talk about that. Is there such a thing as good LinkedIn and bad LinkedIn? Yes, Rob. And I'm sure you see it as much as I do. There is a lot of bad LinkedIn. I think the common misconception because we all use so most of us use social media we have facebook we have instagram twitter we use it personally we use it for friends and family now you can't take that experience and then log into linkedin and start using it as a sales tool as a prospecting tool you know it is a very different mindset but that's what a lot of people do and mix that with a lot of marketing heavy training creates a very confused group of sales leaders and salespeople trying to use this platform. So it's, it's not easy and you don't know what you don't know. You know, when I started using LinkedIn, I had to figure it out. I mean, I learned through trial and error. What I'm trying to do now is obviously help people avoid that time wasted, but it's, it's not easy. You can't just go in there and start doing things you might do on other platforms. You know, people sending LinkedIn messages that are the length of an email that are huge people sending sales pictures. You know, there are so many bad things that people do. And again, as with anything, you know, the first cold call I made was terrible. The second one was pretty bad too. But the more I did it, the more I learned, the more training I got, the better I got. And LinkedIn is no different. Why do you think, I mean, is is, is that one of the biggest reasons people might not have the impact with LinkedIn that they otherwise do is they have that perspective of how I use social media for personal reasons is not that different for how I use it business-wise. It's it's a really interesting mindset and perspective that I'd I'd like to sit in that for a minute, if you don't mind. Uh, Is is that a common challenge? Mm, Absolutely. I mean, you'll see it in the way they message prospects. You know, you would message friends and family on WhatsApp, on a Facebook message or an Instagram message in a very different tone, very different Mm. words, a lot more casual, maybe emojis and memes. And, you know, you, you can't just take that to every single one of your prospects. Of course, some of them might want to talk like that, but others won't. Others will still want a level of formality, a level of professionalism. And it's that education around how do you message? When do you message? What do you message? All these sort of things. It's like sales training, but it's for LinkedIn. And that's what we need now. There could be a new social network, a new platform in a few years, five years, 10 years, and it will be the same type of process required. If you are trying to use these tools to sell, you need to understand how to sell on them effectively. So that makes me think of it in a whole other way as I'm talking to you. I love, again, it makes me even more happy and more not happy, appreciate more that you come from a selling background. Do you think that like the ability to use LinkedIn effectively creates a competitive advantage in the, in the, in the selling or the business marketplace? Massively because, and from my experience right now, the majority of salespeople aren't using it. So if you are of the small percentage that are using it properly, you've got a massive advantage over your competition and that won't last. I mean, Rob, imagine if you were able to be one of the first salespeople making cold calls 
how awesome and amazing the conversions would be. Well, LinkedIn is kind of at that early stage. It is still a new thing for a lot of companies. So you have an opportunity to gain that advantage if you can start learning how to and using it the right way. So why do you think so few actually crack the code? Because it's been around for a while. And, um, and I think you're right. I think there's absolutely good LinkedIn and bad LinkedIn. Because I, I see bad LinkedIn happen to me all the time where I get these ridiculous like epistles to the Romans from someone I don't even know. And, or, or they come back to me and they're like, Hey, I haven't heard from you. You know, can we continue the conversation? I'm thinking what conversation, you know, and, 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 and we could talk about that, but I think you may be right. I think like there's only a few that actually cracked that code that you've cracked. And I do think you're also right. It can, can, it can create a pretty co- compelling competitive advantage. Why do you think so few actually do it? There's a couple of reasons. One is obviously resistance to change. A lot of salespeople, especially people that have been in sales for a while, learning something new, you know, you instinctly just want to push it away. And that's why there's cold calling, social selling debates. I mean, but I can understand. I can really appreciate it. So last year, Clubhouse came on the scene, this new social network, audio network. And my gut reaction was, oh, I don't want to learn something new. You know, we always try and resist these things and you have to overcome that mindset you know, immerse yourself in it and, you know, find out for yourself. And that's what a lot of people do with, with LinkedIn. The other side of it is, and, and Rob, you'll appreciate this, you know, salespeople aren't just bad at LinkedIn. Salespeople are bad at email. They're bad at cold calling. You know, it's, it's not just exclusive until that's you really learn. well said. I just, sorry, I interrupt you. I'm, I'm going to shut up that that's so well said that I think every sales leader is doing what I'm doing. They're nodding their head. You're right. We do send crappy emails. We do do bad voicemail messages. We, you're right. It's, it's, it's interesting. So this is just like that. This is something that we need to say, I'm going to treat this as a skill because it's one of the ways that, that I can create competitive advantage. Exactly. And, and this is why a lot of companies are trying to invest in better training, better coaching. Obviously, your world, Rob, you know, sales leaders need to open their eyes to this. You can't just hire a salesperson, give them one or two days basic product training and expect them to be able to use the phone, email, video, voicemail, LinkedIn, you know, instant message. And that list is ever growing. You need to train them on each of those properly if you want them to get the best results from it. So what's the sales leader's role in that? I mean, this is new for the sales leaders too, right? I mean, I mean, there's this thing that I th- have found in sales. Part of what makes you a great leader is there's three elements of trust. It's your, it's your character, the three C's. It's your character, it's your competency, and it's your connection. And so this is something that they, the leader may or may not have a good competency in, right? I mean, what's the leader's role in using LinkedIn if they're going to try and help the members of their team be good at LinkedIn? I am really passionate Rob, about leading by example. So I really believe leaders need to have an active role in using LinkedIn. And there are so many benefits. There are so many things they can do and achieve as a leader using LinkedIn. Think about hiring top talent. You know, the best sales leaders are using LinkedIn to showcase what a great company it is to work, what a great team they have. So they're attracting better talent when they're hiring for for sales roles. They're motivating their team by praising them on LinkedIn, giving them a platform. They're helping their sales teams connect with other senior decision makers because sales leaders are going to be able to connect with other senior people within other organizations. So there are so many benefits that then come together to create a lead by example strategy that is going to influence more salespeople to be active. Yeah. And so I, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, 
that's probably a skill that everybody that's on here has been dabbling in. Like, what does good look like though, man? I mean, so like, what do you do? How do you get good at that? I mean, I mean, is there like a blueprint that you'd say, listen, here's a few non-negotiables, start doing these things, stop doing these things. Cause I think there's a lot of like, maybe it's just, they don't know because if it was easy, we wouldn't see so much bad LinkedIn to, to your point. Right. And you know, I, like me, when I started in sales, my, my, I, there was no CRM and I got a phone book and a f- telephone, you know, and, and that's how I started. I didn't have lead gen or any of those things. And, and boy, I've watched that change. And so I, I for sure didn't have LinkedIn. And so there's going to be some leaders that maybe say, I'm not sure how important it is. I let my people use it. Like I let my people use it versus I encourage my people to use it. Can we dive into the leader's role a little more? I I love how you said lead by example. How do they do that? How do they create that as a strength? Yeah, again, it's going to come down from understanding it. So the the sales leader needs to have an understanding of of any tool that your salespeople are using. Are you really going to pay lots of money for your salespeople to use a CRM or a sales enablement tool and not learn it yourself? Again, LinkedIn is the same thing. Understand at least at a basic level what you want your salespeople to, to use it for. Then for, for sales leaders and, and to everyone who's, who's listening or watching this, a few simple areas to start off with. Number one, optimize you and your team's profiles. Have customer-focused LinkedIn profiles. Make your profile more about your customers and how you help Ooh. them than about you. That is transformational and will create a much more optimized and converting profile. So that's a simple tip and that I can see you nodding along there, Rob. <laughs> well, is that like the most common place that, that you find people can improve? Is that? So your profile is the foundation. It's the first thing I teach and encourage people to do because everything else is going to drive people to your profile. So if you start sharing content, people are going to come to your profile. If you're sending messages, people are going to come to your profile. And your profile is like a bucket. If it's not optimized, it is a bucket full of holes. You're going to keep putting all that water in it. It's just going to wash away. So having a customer facing and fully optimized profile at least ensures everyone you're driving to it, you've got a better chance of converting. So is there like a couple of tips that you would say, these are a couple of things that people can optimize faster if they do? 100%. So customer focus is number one, make more of your profile about them and just a little bit less about you. Is that like the problem you solve? Is that what you mean when you say make it about them? Basically, if you think about it, Rob, most salespeople's profiles boast about how great they are at selling. Well, that's not going to attract you customers. If anything, that will scare customers away. So do less of that and have more of Here's what we can help our customers achieve. Here are some examples of results. Here are some of the solutions, the problems that we solve, you know, really make it about them. And your summary section is where a lot of that will fit. But there are just a couple of areas I'd also recommend um, optimizing. Number one is your LinkedIn profile. Have a professional quality profile photo, shoulders and above, facing the camera, smiling with a plain color behind you, and then have a good background image. It's your own personal billboard. Have a Mm. good background image that again, tells people what you do, how you help. Make sure that information is clear, simple, and on brand. It's interesting that you say that because one of my people that I coach very recently decided he wanted to leave the company he's at, which is a whole nother conversation. But he wanted to leave his company. And so the first thing he said he decided to do was I'm getting some new pictures taken professionally. I'm going to update my LinkedIn profile and I want it to look like this. 
it was interesting that that was where he went. And, and in my mind, I was like, I didn't do that already. But, um, but, it, but, I, but I, for him, that was a really important first step. And so according to what you're saying, that's like one of the most important places to start. We've been talking about sales, but in the personal recruiting game, I mean, are recruiters looking at your LinkedIn before they're looking at anything else right now? Is that equally important? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, obviously for sales, if you're trying to generate customers, you want your profile to be about your customers. But if you're looking for a new job, then your profile should absolutely be about you. And it is where a lot of recruiters go. Jobs are being advertised on LinkedIn. Recruiters live on LinkedIn. And if you're looking for that new sales opportunity, then you want to make sure your profile shines. Okay. So let's assume that you've got everybody's in tip top shape now on the profile. Where's another place that they can use it? I mean, it's interesting to me, like, the role of creating content versus, you know, commenting or collaborating or, or sharing content that other people did. Is there like some thoughts around like how you actually get in the game and start using LinkedIn in a way to make a difference? Yeah. A lot of this wraps around your personal brand and that comes down to being active consistently. So by showing up on LinkedIn and doing all of those things, commenting on industry posts so that your name gets seen. So people start to recognize you, start sharing content that's valuable to your prospects. So you're giving value. And again, every day or a few times a week, your prospects and customers, they're logging into their LinkedIn and they're seeing your name. They're seeing your content. That's how they get to know you. That's how you build your brand. And you know, what we all know in sales is people buy from people. So let people get to see and get to know you as more than just a salesperson. Show them the person behind the brand and the company. Let them get to know you. Because the more they know you, the more they trust you, the more likely they're going to be to speak to you. Well, you don't have to start by having tons of insights or making videos or any of those things. You can you can go find places where they're, where your your industry, your customers are are and start commenting and sharing there, right? Is that what you're exactly. saying? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. You can find their posts, start putting comments. It's an easy place to, to start with. You know, you might see a great post. Rob, you shared this great post. I'm going to put a comment. Rob, I love this post. Really love that point you made. Actually, a similar thing happened to me. You know, it's easy. Go to, and it takes what? A minute, two minutes? Do a few of those every day or a few times a week. People are going to start seeing you and getting to know you. Think about that room we talked about at the beginning, Rob, that hypothetical room full of your yep. prospects. Yep. You don't yep. want to go in or your salespeople to go into that room, stand in the corner and say nothing, which is what a lot of salespeople do on LinkedIn. They're in this room and they're not saying anything. The first thing you can do is start talking to people before you get up on stage and start sharing content and talking to everyone. Start talking to people individually, start writing those comments and Book time in your calendar. If you are a sales leader, book time in your team's calendar, 10, 15 minutes a day, comment on X amount of posts and just set that as an activity. Doing that consistently within a few weeks, it's going to have a huge impact. Yeah, I think that you're super smart to share that. I'm glad you went there, Daniel, because I do have sometimes sales leaders tell me, man, I don't know what I'd say. I I don't know. I don't know. Like, I I don't like my mission is not to be this thought leader that everybody follows or whatever. I don't don't want to say what you're, if I understand you correctly, what you're saying is you don't have to do that. Go and and meet your customers where they are. Go meet your industry where they are and participate in it. Similarly, as you might, if you were at a live event somewhere where you might meet people and and comment on things, right? Talk to them the way you would in person. It's, it's no different. Like if they came up to you and told you that story that you've read in their post, 
you know reply or comment as if you were replying to them in person you don't you're right rob you don't have to be a thought leader you don't have to be a, an influencer but you need to show up you need to be present again you're not going to go to a networking event hopefully and not talk to anyone go and talk to people all right so let's talk let's shift again now i can't believe we're already this deep in the conversation i know we're going to run out of time I, I love this conversation i love your energy around it as well um When's it appropriate? Like, I'm gonna let me say if I again, we we don't script this, so I just you made me think of something as we were talking. Like, so connecting with people that you hope to sell to, like, do you do it before you try to book a meeting with them? Do you do it like now that I have a meeting book with you? I thought I'd connect with you here as well. Like, any thoughts around connecting to people on LinkedIn and and like making that connection with them so you actually have that that tie to them. Yeah, I'm all for connecting. I, I was just teaching this in a class today. You know, your, one of my favorite phrases in social selling is your network is your net worth. Your network of connections should have a monetary value because they will convert into customers at some point sooner or, or, or later. So it has a value. So I'm all about connecting and growing that on a regular basis. Um, most of the time, I tend to connect with people before I've had any form of communication and that will be the first step to then lead into booking a meeting a call a video email whatever it may be but you may do it the other way around maybe you make a cold call you book a demo then you send the connection request there isn't a a right or wrong answer to that you just do it at whatever stage feels right for each individual prospect or when you're able to to do it it may be after a call an email a meeting it may be before you've even done those things but every day consistently you want to be growing your network adding people that may be potential prospects but also may be able to influence or introduce you to potential prospects we kind of need to open our eyes a bit and not just focus on people that we think are going to buy from us because rob i might connect with you you might never buy from me but your audience might be filled and will be filled with lots of people that might do and there is value in us having that connection so have a slightly more open-minded approach to it yeah. And what I love is that's such a cool answer that there's not a one way to do it, do it in a way that's authentic to you. But, but I think we're making a mistake if we don't also connect with people on LinkedIn, because that's, that, that world is a pretty important world. And I find that there's a lot of people who don't intentionally say, oh, these are the people that I'm going to be meeting with. And maybe you even find some of the other peers that way inside the organization that you should be connecting to. And and, and I think that should be part of your sales process. I guess that's my question as I, as I ramble. Forgive me, like the Led Zeppelin song, Ramble On, man. Um, should that be part of your sales? That's what I meant to ask the whole way through. Now I've said it. Should that be part of your sales process? Is your- 100%. I saw, um, I saw a Gartner uh, statistic last week around how many decision makers are involved in different size deals and B2B. What is it now? It changes all the time. What is it now? <laughs> it's growing massively. I think under a million, it's around up to about 13 people involved. Holy in, crap. In a, wow. In B2B. But over, I think it's a million to 5 million, you, you're going anywhere up to 23, 24 people involved. So why wouldn't you want to use LinkedIn where most of them are probably on and you can connect with them and start to influence and build relationships with them? It is an absolute no brainer and it should be a part of the process. Connect with every person you cold call, connect with every person you send a cold email to, obviously connect with everyone you're trying to, to social sell to. You know, your network should be growing at a pretty decent speed. Now, one of the things that I found was tell me, now I'm going to ask you to coach me, if that's okay. I'm going to get a coaching tip from Daniel Disney and maybe some of you guys that are, not you guys, some of, some of you people that are, that are listening here will, will find this helpful too. So like, 
I'll, I'll be working with one of my clients and they'll have a meeting that they say, Hey, we want you to be in this meeting and we're going to introduce four other people to this meeting. We want them to come. So one of the things that I have done and it's been helpful to me is I actually reach out to each of those people individually on LinkedIn with a quick message along the lines of, Hey, um, I, I saw that uh, Jeff invited you to this meeting that we're at. I'm excited to meet you as we talk about thought we could connect here as well. Something like that. Is that, is that a good best practice? Hundred percent. I wouldn't do any different myself. Why? Because that's exactly what you want to do. You want to make that connection before you have that conversation. There is a chance you might get to speak to them individually before you have the group meeting. You can research their profiles, their activity. You can influence them by them seeing your profile, your activity. Maybe there's a few days. Maybe there's a week between you doing that and having that actual, you know, conversation. If you're sharing a few posts, they're going to be hopefully getting a good impression of you before you have that conversation. So by the time you all jump on that meeting, you've been impacting and influencing them in a positive way that they come to you. They feel like they already know you. There'll yep. be layers of trust, layers of credibility built in already. That conversation is going to be 10 times more positive and easier than it would have been had you gone into it totally cold. Yeah. And like, there's a couple of things that I've liked, like, Sometimes when I get on that call, they'll actually say, hey, Rob, hey, thanks for reaching out. It was great to get connected. That happens sometimes. If they don't, sometimes I'll say, oh, Daniel, thanks so much for accepting my connection request. It was great to, it was great to uh, learn a little more about you before we got on the call kind of thing. And uh, is that weird? Is that stalker? Or is that, is that okay also? No, it's totally fine. And, and, and you know, Rob, I mean, I've been building my brand for, for several yeah. years now, but I connect with people. And sometimes the first thing they say to me is, Dan, your reputation precedes you. Dan loved your post last week. We've loved your content. You know, all these things. Yeah. It's a totally different sort of reception to what I'm used to. And I'm sure you are, Rob, back in previous selling days where you would go in, they'd have no idea who you were. You oh, I still sell every day, brother. I, my <laughs> business, I'm still growing my business. And you're right. It matters to me. Like if they can know a little bit about what we do, what I do before I get on the phone with them, that only helps, right? It only helps. helps. Why wouldn't you as a salesperson or as a sales leader want your salespeople to have that when they go into these conversations to have some level of foundation built that they can build upon? Again, we talk about competitive edge. Most salespeople don't have that. They're going in cold. They're having to work really hard. So any salesperson that's built something is already going to be ahead. And it doesn't take a lot as we've kind of discussed. So we've talked about a lot of things that I think are helpful. I really like this. When do we connect with people? Is there a best practice to connecting? I mean, I know some people like really worry about that, that connection that you, when you make that connection request is, is that important how you do that? Not as important as some people suggest. There have been studies on both cool. camps saying if you add a message, it's going to help. And there have been studies that show if you add a message, it actually decreases acceptance rates. What I will share with you, Rob, from my personal experience, the most important time of personalizing a connection request adding a note to a connection request is when you're trying to connect with someone senior in the hierarchy so c-level vp those type of people need a reason to accept your connection request most other people in the org you probably don't need to add a note just sending a connection request as it is will be more effective than adding some cheesy notes what i will finally add to this if and when you do choose to add a note to a senior person make it about them and don't make it a sales pitch if you want them to accept it. 
Amen. Well, since you said sales pitch, let's sit on that now for a minute. And I like how we're shifting gears all the time. I hope this is okay, man. Uh, like, like I said, one of the things our cut my our listeners tell me is they they like that it's never a scripted show. So we're just we're just <laughs> going, man. Um, when is it appropriate to actually try and sell it? I know you just had a poll. Like, have you ever closed deal over LinkedIn? Right? Have you? Like, when is it appropriate to actually try and start selling something or is it ever like, do you need to move it offline from online? Like, I love your thoughts around like, when do you use LinkedIn to say, Hey, I, I want to talk business with you. What, what's any best practices in that? So this is what I'm probably most passionate about, Rob. Like I, I have a fire burning. I'm in glad me. to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fire burning in me for sales. And there are so many salespeople that are scared to sell. And a lot of people think LinkedIn isn't a place. It absolutely is a place to sell. It is more than appropriate for you to go to someone and suggest you believe you can help them with your product or service. It's all about the way you do it. Sending a non-personalized spammy sales pitch message to hundreds of people is never going to work, whether you do it on the phone, email, LinkedIn, or any other means. All right. So I want to spend, we got like 15 minutes ish left to talk. I want all of it on selling on LinkedIn because this is the sales leadership podcast. Let's freaking talk about selling, man. This is what we're here for. So spammy messaging. No, if you send a hyper personalized message to someone explaining how you believe you can help them, why you believe you can help them, showing research you've done on their profile activity, company, whatever it may be, then they do work. And there is no right or wrong time for it, Rob. You can go in straight after connecting with a message like that. If you word it right and make it relevant and about them, it can work. But you could also warm it up first and share some content, engage in their content, You know, build your brand a little bit, warm the opportunity up, and then go into those things. There are lots of different routes in. What is the key consistent thing with all of them is making your messaging about the prospect and showing them how they're going to benefit. Not my name is Dan. I have a product to sell, but my name is Dan. I think I can help you achieve this, this cost saving, this improvement on efficiency, whatever your product or service does make your messages about them. It will be a game changer. And and Rob, I don't know about your inbox, but my LinkedIn inbox is filled with non-personalized spammy sales pitches most of the time. So it is rare that someone actually sends a message that's about me. Can you give me an example of making it about them? Like, I know you kind of did, but let's, let's like, I want to put a marker down on this one. Almost. I want our listeners to say, this is going to be an example. Cause you train people on this. You kind of gave me a, a quick like flyby, but I think this is a big enough deal. This is like, like it was pretty easy for you to talk about optimize your, your profile. Check. Okay. Lots of people can help you with that. Um, let's, let's, then we went into, you know, how do we connect with people, which you also gave us some good stuff there, but where you say you have your passion, where you got that be in your bonnet, where you're on fire is how to make yourself. I don't want to like do it as a quick fly, but I hope they caught it. Can you give us an example on, this is an example of making it about them in a way that gives you a chance to actually do something other than just say hi. Well, I will go a step above what i tend to do in conversations like this. I, Let's like go. My, my books are filled with templates. That's that's what I try and help with. I will okay. give you an example of what I did last week that got me an opportunity. So I'll give you sort of live or as live as I Let's can. Let's go. Example of social selling done the way I believe, well, believe, and it actually does work. So I had a prospect of and, mine. So um, I got to call time out before you go. Okay. So all of our listeners, 
We're going to give links to your books because obviously I'm going to endorse and say you should. If you got all these templates, I don't want people like saying, where do I get? We're going to make it easy. It's going to be in the show notes. We're going to have some links. I'm going to tell you right now, of course, we're going to endorse your books and get these templates. So thank you for being able to share one right now. I just don't want people to be like distraction. Where do I get that? But we're going to make it easy to get it. Okay. So back to you. I appreciate that massively. Right. Let's get back to this. Let's get tactical. So prospect of mine last week posted that they were leaving their current job, moving into a new job. There's this lovely post on LinkedIn. So here was my process. Number one, like and comment on that post. You know, congratulations, really exciting news. Uh, you know, really happy for you. Just a nice, simple comment. What I then did was went into the messaging platform and I sent a video message. Now this would have worked in written audio or video. I chose to do video on this occasion because the post itself was a video. So for me, it was the logical route to choose. So I sent a video message, quick, maybe 45 second message, just saying really happy, you know, loved seeing your journey, really excited about this opportunity. You know, it looks like a great company. I'm sure you're going to do an absolutely great job. And if there's anything I can help with, just let me know. Within 25 minutes, I had a response in video. So they sent a video message back, um, wow. you know, really grateful. Thank you so much. You know, your support has always been appreciated. Um, moving into this role, I'm going to have a bigger team and a bigger budget. And I'm really keen to get you in to help, um, you know, starting on this date, let's, you know, reconnect and uh, look at what we can do together. That is how you do it. You talk about them. I was talking about their post, their job, their company, none of my messaging or commenting or anything was trying to sell anything, but it was just talking to them about them, making an observation, showing that I'm paying attention, showing that I'm, you know, able to talk to them like a human being and not like a salesperson, just being genuine and authentic. I mean, that's, that's one example, Rob, there are so many, I mean, I've done so many sessions on different buying signals. You could find it in their profile. Maybe you find something in their profile that you use to start that conversation. Maybe you see them share content. They've announced funding. Rob, congratulations on your Series C funding round. Looks great. I actually had a read of the article and saw the things you're trying to focus on. Might be able to help you with one of those things. You know, I'm talking deeper than just congrats on the funding. Here's what I want to sell you. The more you make it about them, the more successful you'll be in getting a reply. And that information is all over LinkedIn. I think that's the important thing that you said is I listened to you. I love the story. I love it. And I got two questions for you. I can't wait to ask now. Um, but I think what you said is something I want to put an underline on or put it in bold or make the type font bigger. You know, it wasn't just that you re-reported the news. Oh, I saw your news. You, you added something to that. Right. I, I think that's the important part because they're going to get a lot of people that say, Oh, sorry, you got your funding. Kudos to you. What you're saying is I got depth right here that I can, that I'm bringing to the table. I, I like that, but that has to be an important part of it, right? Exactly. Because that's what you would probably do in person. You know, you're not just going to walk up to someone and say, Oh, congrats. I mean, you would, but you're not going to get much back from it. We, we need to be real people, Rob. We're not, we're not, we need to take our sales hats off and be human beings talking to other human beings. We're not just trying to sell something to someone. We're trying to help them. We want to build a relationship. We want to work with them for, for years to come to do that. We need to go deeper than where most salespeople go, but it doesn't take a lot of effort. It doesn't take a lot of time. It's just a little bit of extra effort that will help in so many, so many ways. All right. So my first question on your example you just gave, which was a great example that I hope everybody listened to, because that's a pretty easy one to replicate. Now you talked about using LinkedIn video on that. And so I want to ask LinkedIn video, LinkedIn voice, 
how important is it to use those? Uh, I don't know if it's channel, if, if that, that method, I guess, of using LinkedIn versus just text only. I mean, you went to video on that one. Was there a reason? Yeah. So to give us some context, I always try and be balanced, Rob. Some people hate getting video messages and audio messages. So okay. I know a lot of people, but they convert really well. So it's a you know two-sided scale. Well, I don't they, know. You got the data. That's why I'm asking, man. That's the thing. They convert well because not many salespeople are sending them. I did a poll a couple of weeks ago. 7,000 salespeople voted on it, of which 94% of salespeople haven't sent a single audio voice message on LinkedIn. Um, wow. So to give it some context... They're converting well because no one's sending them. And for most people, it's a novelty. It's a positive experience. So it helps you stand out. Exactly. But just to be fair, some people don't like receiving them. You know, there are some people that won't respond, but that's natural for anything. But I think the conversions are a lot higher compared to written uh, and certainly things like cold calls and, and emails. So they are working really well. Audio, video, working really well. It's a chance for you to take your words and add tone, add eye contact, add body language to it, which just converts your message into something a lot more impactful. So they do work really well. The reason I sent that video message was because the post they shared was in video. So they shared a video update. Uh, So for me, it was a no brainer. Okay, they've shared a video. They're probably going to be a lot more responsive if I send a video. And what I would predict, and I'm pretty confident I'm right about, most of the messages they would have received would have been written. Uh, So my video will naturally stand out compared to most. I get so many messages. I've never counted them. I get so many messages on a daily and rarely is it video or voice. As you say that rarely. And when it is, it at least gets my attention. I don't say that I respond to everyone or, or do business with everyone, but I at least listen to it. It doesn't, that's a big part of the game. You know, we're, we're trying to get attention, right? We are. There've never been more salespeople making more noise than there is right now. And if you can do anything to stand out, whether it's sharing content, building your personal brand, if it's sending a different type of message. But here is my secret source to all of this. It's not just a choice. You can do all three. So if I've sent a written message and they haven't responded, I'm going to follow up with a voice message. If they don't respond to that, I'll probably try a video message. If they don't respond to that, If I haven't done it already, I'll pick up the phone and try and call them. I'll leave a voicemail. Maybe I'll try an email. You know, we've got this checklist and it's not that you have to choose, but they're all available to you and you can use them as you need to, as you work through that prospecting list. Do you have any insights on what the response rates are on a LinkedIn inbox versus uh, email inbox? Are there any differences in in how those respond? I, I, I don't know. No, there's a lot of mixed data, but there's not too much around LinkedIn. I know email tends to be... I know the email stuff pretty well. I'm talking about how the LinkedIn inbox compares to like your email inbox. I didn't know if there was any differences that you might be aware of. I haven't got any statistics to hand. All I can say is most messages on LinkedIn are bad. So the conversions aren't going to be fantastic. (laughs) But when you send good messages, regardless of how you send it, it's going to have a better response rate. So I wouldn't worry too much about the data. What it probably reflects is unfortunately, bad messaging being used by salespeople. Just start sending better messages. So we've talked about putting your sales process. You've given us an example. Last thing I want to talk about here, and then we're going to start to wrap. I can't believe how fast it's gone. Any suggestions to the sales leadership uh, world right now? You got a lot of, you got 30,000 people listening to you right now. Any, any advice on, on how they might add the LinkedIn stuff to how they coach? I don't care if it's personal coaching or deal coaching or prospecting coaching. 
I mean, a lot of times I know that we'll review calls together or we might review emails together. Would you suggest reviewing LinkedIn activity together? Or any of those, like, I'd love it if you give them any tactics or tips on how they might, they might do their job as a coach differently or better as a result of listening to you today. Yeah. And look, I don't like to sort of self-promote, but I'm doing a webinar on this, Rob, in a couple of weeks. On promote how to it. Measure. No, promote it. That's why you're on the show. <laughs> oh, great. Well, it's how to measure social selling. It's free to attend. Uh, my website is danieldisney.online. Uh, you'll see all my webinars on there. But in that, one of the things I will be talking about is LinkedIn's SSI score, the social selling index. It's free. It's LinkedIn yep. official. And it's their data to say how well you're using LinkedIn as a sales tool. Um, again, you just click on it. It gives you a score out of 100 based on four key areas. So if you are supporting or looking to support your team, it is a good starting point. What I will add is that it only represents half of the picture. It paints half of the picture. It will show you what's happening on LinkedIn, but you need to also counter that with what you would normally measure. So every month, build it into your CRM when they're putting an opportunity in. Did that opportunity come from LinkedIn? Tick a box. Great. Analyze that data. So this month, 10% of your total pipeline or your total closed revenue came from LinkedIn, 25%, whatever it may be. There needs to be offline, off LinkedIn measuring as well, which LinkedIn can't show you. Those are the things you want to look at. And those are the things you want to start supporting with. One final tip just to leave you. I'm trying to pack as much value into this. Thank you. We appreciate it. (laughs) If you want to help your salespeople and your teams or whoever you're coaching start to use LinkedIn more, best advice I can give, Go into your calendar, book 15 to 30 minutes for LinkedIn every day, Monday to Friday, and put that on for the next three to six months as a recurring meeting. So it's in their calendar. Then within that time, everything we've talked about in this podcast, Rob, that should be the stuff you do. But if it's in your calendar, you are significantly more likely to actually spend that time. And if you can start doing those things consistently on LinkedIn at a basic level, you will see results and it will start you moving. The more you do it, the more confident you'll get, the better you'll get. And so the results will increase. But just having some time consistently for LinkedIn will be a game changer. Can you give me a couple of things to wrap this with then? I mean, it's almost like we did have a script. I can't believe it because the last thing that I wanted to ask you is, so I, I you know, I think the title of this episode is going to be something like LinkedIn done right or something like that. And, um, and when LinkedIn is done right, anything you could tell my sales leaders they could expect as a result? Absolutely. So if it is done right, if you're being consistent, you are giving value. You're not going on there to sell. You're going on there to give and to give value to your prospects and customers. You're out there to network, to connect with people. If it's done right, your salespeople, you, whoever using it, you should see your network growing. You should see people engaging in your content more, people recognizing you when you go to events, when you talk to people, they've seen your content, they've been following your content. You should see increases in message replies because when you send a message and they recognize you, they want to reply to you compared to all the other messages from people they don't know who they are and who are just trying to sell something. You're going to see more opportunities, inbound leads coming in because they've been following you for a while and now they need what you sell and you're the person that came to mind. It will influence all areas, even down to account management, long-term relationships, referrals. You know, people will refer you. It can influence all parts of sales if you do it right, if you're consistent, and if you lead with a value-giving heart. I love that, dude. What a great conversation. We're we're, we're, we're at the point where we got to wrap it up. So I want to 
I want to give you a chance to talk to our listeners. How do they get more of you? How do they, how do they get your books? You got two books there. How do they get those? How do they get connected to you? So, cause you are, I mean, I follow you. I participate in your polls. I, uh, I love the stuff that you put out. How, how do they get what you're putting down? I know you have the daily sales. You probably ought to mention that. How do they get more of what you have to offer? I try and put out as much value as I can. Obviously I'm on LinkedIn. So please do follow me um, on LinkedIn. Um, that's where I, I pretty much live. My books are available on Amazon, um, hardback, on Kindle. So they're available there. My website, danieldisney.online has, and I've only just launched this, a new website, has a free 140-page ebook I've just written over the last wow. few weeks. It's got 100 LinkedIn tips free to download. Just go on there, pop your email address in, and you can literally get access to it straight away. So that in itself is full of resources. But follow me on LinkedIn. Subscribe to the newsletter. I'm trying to pump out as much value as I can to help salespeople, sales teams, and sales leaders get LinkedIn right. Well, I'm a fan. Uh, count me as a fan of what you do. I'm grateful for what you've done to help people crack that code because not very many have. And, um, and what you are doing is, is absolutely elevating the sales profession and the sales leadership profession. So thank you for that. We'll put all those links in the show notes uh, to get your free download and to buy your books and everything else. And, and the daily sales is something that I hope that people will check out. Um, any final thoughts? Like this has been a great conversation. And if you got like an extra 60 seconds to put a bow on everything we talked about, like a last thought that you wanted to hear as we wrap this conversation and, and put it in the books. Is, is there any kind of final thought that you'd say to all these sales leaders that are listening to you today? Yeah, there is one final thought I'll put on here. Do it now before it's too late. In three years, five years, more and more salespeople and sales teams are going to be doing it. Use this opportunity while so few are to get an advantage, to get ahead of your competition. If you don't start now, others will. So get ahead of the curve. And what I will say, Rob, is I have loved this. Your energy and speed is probably the one of the few people I've spoken to that kind of matches mine. So <laughs> I hope we can do this again. I want to get you on. We'll do a LinkedIn Live. Let's 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 explore working together. Yeah, no, we'll, we need to have you be a regular, man, because this is too important <laughs> of a topic. And and uh, if you want to be the Sales Leadership Podcast uh, LinkedIn expert, I, I would be honored to have you be that person. So I, I hope we'll have you back. His name is Daniel Disney. If you haven't connected with him, you need to. Uh, once you get connected to him, you'll understand why I say that. Uh, get his books, get his free stuff, participate in what he put, puts down. And, uh, and above all, start learning to do LinkedIn right. You want to do LinkedIn right? Connect to Dan and, uh, and, and take that to your team. It's one of those areas that you will create competitive advantage. It's one of those areas that you will be able to help your team kind of rise above the noise. And if you like what Dan has to offer, my, my advice is reach out to the guy because he knows how to turn words and ideas into action. And he can give you a plan that will work for you and help your team get that competitive advantage. So Dan, as I say to everybody, thanks so much for joining us. It means so much that you would take an hour of your time and talk to our listeners today. And as I said, everybody, happy selling, my friend. Thanks for having me, Rob. This has been awesome. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast, where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, this podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United, part of my company, the Jepson Performance Group. And if you're like most sales leaders, you've got killer sales process, proven sales tools, great sales training in place, but you have been left on your own to figure out the sales leadership process, sales leadership tools, and sales leadership training. 
And while I've learned there's no shortcuts to success, you 100% can get there faster if you take the most direct route. And that's why I created Sales Leadership United as a resource center for every sales leader, no matter how long you've been leading sales teams. If you like the content of this podcast, you're going to love the sales leadership content in my community for sales leaders, Sales Leadership United. You can find it on Patreon right now. It's like a Home Depot for sales leaders. You're going to find video excerpts from this and many, many, many of my other podcasts in three to five uh, minute segments, all tagged, all organized by your favorite topics to make it simple and easy to help you in your sales leadership journey. In addition, you're going to find some of my very best content, well over 100 hours of sales leadership training materials, sales meeting ideas, leadership and coaching systems, all simple to find, tagged, searchable, based on what you need when you need it. So I think you'll find that you can get everything you need in Sales Leadership United. So don't go and reinvent sales leadership. Instead, tap into the proven training and techniques and tools used by some of the most successful sales leaders in the world and head to Sales Leadership United. Now, I also got to thank you, our listeners. Man, we're over 30,000 downloads per month right now. The show is growing faster than it ever has, and it's humbling and it's exciting. Maybe the best words are it's mind-boggling to me how the show is now being listened to by so many sales leaders in so many countries around the world. Many of you have told me you've listened to every single one of our like 178 episodes now. So thank you, because without you, there's no show, and you inspire me. Your connect, your commitment to going and becoming elite as a sales leader is what fires me up, and that's why I do this. I love the sales leadership community. I'm so grateful that so many of you are finding this show helpful, so thank you. Your support of the show, it inspires me, and it humbles me, and my commitment to you is I will keep bringing killer guests to you every week, just like Dan. Now, I've been a fan of Daniel Disney for a long time. I watched him start his practice. I watched him blow up quickly. I love what he's done. I love what he's doing. And this is a person we can all learn from. And I am so glad that we had a chance to showcase him and his work on our show this week. Because Daniel just laid down a killer blueprint for how to use LinkedIn. And more important, some very specific things you can do as a sales leader to help your salespeople use LinkedIn more effectively. We all know that LinkedIn has emerged as a really important platform. In fact, I would say for most salespeople, it's a non-negotiable. I know there's some people where it's maybe less of a big deal, but I, I still think if you find ways to use that the right way, it'll create competitive selling advantages. I'm going to say it again, though. I think it's table stakes. It's something you've got to get good at. It's not that different than learning how to send good emails or learning how to make good phone calls or learning how to do good follow-up. we got to learn how to have good LinkedIn. And um, I thought it was really insightful that Daniel's perspective was that LinkedIn is still in his mind on the early side of adoption, at least in terms of doing it right, because so many salespeople were still not using LinkedIn very effectively. Having a profile on LinkedIn and using it effectively are two different things. And here's why I think Dan's right. I have sales leaders that call me all the time. So people that I'm coaching when we're talking, we're doing our thing, they'll say, hey, can we talk about LinkedIn in our next session? And I'll say, why? And they say, hey, I just, you know, we're getting LinkedIn Sales Navigator, but I'm not sure we're using it the right way. Can you help me? And um, I, I hear that a lot. People want best practices on how to use LinkedIn the right way uh, as a leader, or can they help their reps use to learn LinkedIn better in their prospecting coaching or their follow-up coaching or whatever. And so I want you to leave this episode today thinking – how do I help the members of my team 
use LinkedIn to become more effective? How do I help them differentiate better with it? How do I help them increase their effectiveness with it? Um, all of those things, because I'll tell you, as powerful as LinkedIn is, it's also super easy to screw it up. Here's an example. I get hit up on LinkedIn every single day, dozens of times, and I'm not exaggerating. And there are people that get hit up way more than me, but it's easily over a dozen a day, uh, multiple dozens most days. And most of the time I get these connection requests. And as soon as I hit connect or whatever, I get a long sales pitch where they throw everything they do at me. It's like they throw up all over me and they hope that something sticks. Most of the time when they do that, I immediately just deconnect, okay? Because nothing sticks, not in a way that I like at least, in a way that makes me feel gross it does, makes me feel like a mess it does. And so when it's done that way, it's wrong. But it's amazing to me how often the people who are doing this have no idea what I do. I get all kinds of offers that have nothing to do with my business or maybe with a business I was in two or three companies ago. I get all kinds of outreach where they are not relevant in any way to who I am or what I do. And that makes me not want to do any business with them. It makes me for sure not want to follow up with them. And I guess, you know, that's one of the scary things that can happen with any sales tech, not just LinkedIn. Bad messaging is just bad, period. Like Dan talked about, if you got bad messaging, LinkedIn's not going to fix it. It's going to just amplify it. Bad messaging amplified to dozens, hundreds, or thousands of people is worse. Bad process amplified to dozens, hundreds, or thousands of people is also no good. So go back and take good notes on some of the process stuff that Dan had to say. And yeah, you're going to want to have good messaging. And I'll go to my go-to. You're going to want to connect to problems. And one of the best things you can use LinkedIn for is, is amplifying your ability to connect to problems. That's one of my very favorite ways of doing it. And so... Yeah, go back and listen to what Dan says and then help the members of your team with process. Help them learn how to connect. Help connect. Help them learn how to engage. You know, we had Sam McKenna on here uh, a while ago and she talked about show me you know me. So yeah, teach them how to show them you know them. Because Daniel is right. They're 100% is good LinkedIn and bad LinkedIn. And yes, you need to be on LinkedIn. So that means you better be able to do good LinkedIn. And what that means is you better learn the difference between good LinkedIn and bad LinkedIn because then you can become to a point where you're able to teach good LinkedIn and bad LinkedIn. And then you can coach it. I want to wrap it this way. LinkedIn should be part of your prospecting process, your nurturing process, your follow-up process. There's a lot of ways you can use it effectively. And I really like Daniel's suggestions on using both video and voice as a way of uh, using it and teaching your team to use it because they're great ways to further differentiate. So if you're already using LinkedIn as part of what you do, I hope you found this conversation with Dan helpful. And if you're like so many of the people I work with that are looking to level up how they use LinkedIn, I hope you found this conversation with Dan helpful. And Dan made it really clear. You 100% can sell over LinkedIn. If your customers are there, then you need to be there too. But not just to say hi. You can legit work deals via LinkedIn with the right process, right conversations, and right approach. Each of us has had to learn to coach the sales process. LinkedIn should be something that you learn proficiency in and that you coach to. And Daniel can make sure that you have the best chance of that happening. So I'm going to say it for the third time. Go back and listen to this one one more time. Take good notes. Connect with Daniel. Follow him on LinkedIn. Check out the daily sales. Grab his book. All of it will help you with your LinkedIn strategy and how you help those you coach. 
Daniel, my friend, thank you so much for joining me. What a killer conversation today. After feeling your passion, man, and you did, you got lit up on a few occasions. And then hearing your insights that would back up that passion. It's easy to see why you've had so much success with companies all around the world. It's easy to see why you've been given the title of king of LinkedIn. And in today's world, you need to help your team have success with the modern sales tools. And that means LinkedIn. Listen, I'm going to put the links uh, in the show notes to Daniel's work, you know, how to get his books, how to get the sales, daily sales, some of the things like that. Please make sure that you check out everything Dan has to offer. Um, and finally, thanks to each of you, our listeners. If you liked our episode today, please go and give us a five-star review on iTunes. It makes a bigger deal than you might think. It goes a long way to helping me get the best guests in the world to our show. It goes a long way to helping expose the show to more people. But the very best compliment you can give me is to share this episode with your friends and co- colleagues. Share it on LinkedIn. Um, email it to a friend and tell them to give it a listen. But share that show with someone who needs to hear it and then be elite. Live strong. Chase your passions. And whatever you do, don't worry. Just execute because we got you. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.